0: This is A Healthier Michigan Podcast, episode 59. Coming up, we discuss how to maintain healthy skin through diet and exercise. Welcome to A Healthier Michigan Podcast, the podcast that's dedicated to navigating how we can all improve our health and well-being through small healthy habits we can start right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gadeka, and every other week we uh, dive into topics covering nutrition, fitness, uh, so much more today, including our skin... This episode again talking about the impact of diet, what you can do from the inside out to really help your skin. For some it doesn't seem like it's something we can all do, but we really can affect change. With me today, registered dietitian from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. She's so much more. Certified diabetes educator, certified health coach, Grace Darosha.
1: Let's hear it everybody. Yay! That
0: was our that's our live <laughs> studio audience. That's all we have today, you know. Strange times. Grace, how are you?
1: Doing well. Thanks so much for having me again today.
0: Oh, are you kidding? You're the expert of experts. We're just <laughs> glad you're back. And you know, my my saying in life, Grace, is always moisturize, moisturize, moisturize.
1: Yes, and from the inside out, too.
0: Well, see, that's the part that I don't think everybody considers. You know, you kind of think of it, you hop in the shower, you get out, you do something, something, and you know, depending on the season, you're always going to maybe apply some moisturizer. But this is really cool because we're talking about the stuff we can do from the inside out. And it's not all the obvious stuff.
1: Right. Yeah. And I want to be super clear. I'm obviously not a dermatologist or an esthetician. So, yeah, the focus is going to be what we can really do with our healthy lifestyle choices to make a difference.
0: So let's talk about that because we can, and I know you will, take us down the path of all the vitamins and minerals locked up in certain things. But what, I guess, start with food what can we be eating that really has a direct and maybe even big impact on our skin's health?
1: So some of these things are not gonna be shockers. They're, I know they're things that you've heard from me before. Yeah. So like we were joking around about moisturizing, but the moisture of your skin actually does come from the inside out putting lotion on and putting things on top of your skin is great to help keep that moisture, but Mm -hmm. really to have that soft, good, healthy skin, we need to make sure that we're hydrated water, any foods with a lot of water, like fruits and vegetables. Is this sounding familiar at all?
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. But And, you know, I think, well, this time of the year uh, where we are at least recording episode 59 and when it's going to air is, I mean, we've got watermelon, we've got mm-hmm. all kinds of great veggies. You've got veggies growing in the backyard, right? That you're I waiting. do. I so do. So all that stuff is dependent on water content and it just translates to good health.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that would be one of the number one things. Also, fruits and vegetables with that pretty color, which is Mm -hmm. every color. So eating the rainbow, again, very familiar talk for me, I know. But they have antioxidants. And I've said this before, but an antioxidant is something that fights free radicals in the body. Aging skin or unhealthy cells in the body... Those are free radicals, and we want to fight those with those antioxidants. And what better way to do that than with a rainbow of yummy fruits and vegetables?
0: Yeah. And what are we actually getting from them? It's not because we're eating blueberries or something that, it, you know, just the blueberry itself. But what are we getting from all of these things that are actually helping our skin?
1: Yeah. So antioxidants fall into like the phytochemicals, the plant chemicals that are naturally in those foods. So they all have different names depending on which ones you're talking about. But even like beta carotene, which is usually an orange and yellow fruits and vegetables that really is like another way of saying it's compared to vitamin A. So those are friends and those are antioxidants. And those are really good things to help repair skin. It technically will help and convert some retinol in the skin, which you've probably heard if you've ever gone to the dermatologist before, to keep that skin smooth, protected against wrinkles. Who doesn't want that? And so things like mangoes and carrots and sweet potatoes are great sources of that.
0: And then there are vitamins that some of us are taking in a daily, you know, vitamin tablet, but we can also get the most common, vitamin C, vitamin E. I mean, we can get a lot of this stuff from good foods, good healthy foods.
1: Yes. I think this is really important when we're talking about vitamin C. Vitamin C is like the catalyst to help increase collagen production in your skin. And for people that don't know, collagen is what keeps your skin firm and tight. So by increasing and making sure that you're getting enough vitamin C, you can definitely do that. People take collagen peptides and and try to supplement that way. But really, if you don't have enough vitamin C to help your body use any of those supplements, you will not get that benefit. So everything from bell peppers to oranges and citrus, kiwis, bananas. Fun fact, actually, bell peppers have more vitamin C than citrus. Come on.
0: More than an orange? Yes. Wow.
1: Like about 150 milligrams more per serving.
0: So if I run out today and eat bell peppers and oranges, you mean my, my skin will start to tighten immediately? Or is this something <laughs> I, I mean, like, will my navel rise up to where my Adam's apple is? Will it just all work out?
1: Uh, not that quickly. It has to, you know, another one of my favorite words, consistency. Yeah. So doing these things consistently and having those fruits and vegetables consistently will, but it really does make a difference. I've had patients before in the past who were coming to me for something else, but then started eating healthier, having more fruits and vegetables, drinking more water when they weren't. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they would notice about themselves is they felt like they looked younger and that their skin looked better. And I was like, oh, secret bonus.
0: (laughs) And that wasn't just a mental thing of looking in the mirror. I mean, that was really the case, right? They were starting to see change because they started leaning into more veggies and fruits and hydrating.
1: Yes. And, you know, I've had many patients say that to me, but I also have had patients that would take pictures of themselves when they were trying to make certain changes with their body, but also they would see in their face like they felt glowier and dewier. Mm. And I remember I had this lady, she was hilarious. She's like, I feel like my 11s do you know what 11s are no 11s are like if you have those two marks in your forehead like kind of by your eyebrows oh oh, yeah yeah. okay she's like are my 11s going away or what (laughs) (laughs) and she's like I've lost 11 pounds and my 11s are going away she's like you're a miracle worker I was like no you're doing all the work I just kind of told you what to do
0: Isn't that fantastic? Botox-free, and and the forehead was getting better. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. She's
1: like, I'm losing 11s everywhere. I was like, yeah, you are, girl, get it.
0: That's great. (laughs) No, that's really cool because, you know, we think of skin damage for obvious reasons. Like, well, we're just out baking in the sun too long. But aging is another aspect of this. It's just a natural process, right? I mean, it all starts to change. Yeah. And all these things that you're talking about that we can consistently make change in is so encouraging because some of the stuff is, as you've pointed out right from the beginning. You're not discussing some of the stuff for the first time, maybe in a little different context. Right. But it's just so encouraging that we can get into this stuff so easily.
1: Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up During the summer, you know, we're at the end of July here and vitamin E is a key to help protect skin. And a lot of times you'll see vitamin C or vitamin E in skin products, which is great. It's great to put it on topically too. I think I do it. Yeah, But to do it from the inside out, again, is just like that other layer. It can help protect the skin, especially from everything, environmental factors to the sun, other chemicals that might be in the air. So definitely a good way to protect yourself.
0: How are we going to find vitamin E? What would we ingest to help us that way from the inside out?
1: Avocados. So Uh. vitamin E is a fat-soluble vitamin. So oftentimes you'll find them in fattier foods like avocados, almonds, coconut oil. Spinach happens to have some as well. Mm -hmm.
0: And coconut oil, I've heard people talk about and write about the idea of using that as a topical. I mean, pure coconut oil, right?
1: Yes, I do. Does it work? Oh, yeah. Oh. And it smells good. Yeah. And it's easy. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, have, this is a joke in our family, I have coconut oil like in our bathroom as one of my moisturizing supplies, especially for my feet.
0: So it's not too oily to you? Because I have to admit, I've tried a little bit of it, but I think it doesn't necessarily seem like it immediately absorbs into your skin. So you're not putting it on and then putting clothing on right away, are you? Like your feet, uh, socks may be different.
1: No. Yeah. I usually put it on my feet, but and a little dab will do you. You don't need very much.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. So I shouldn't lather up like I'm trying to french fry my, uh, my skin or something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. I got it. All right. Uh, omega-3.
1: Omega-3 fatty acids are definitely... We don't get enough of them. They're from our fatty fish at least three times a week. One of the things that we want to keep in our skin is moisture and elasticity. So mm. we don't get wrinkles you know for talking about aesthetics yeah. here. So yeah. having your omega-3 fatty acids is a great way to do that.
0: And then some of the other stuff that's more of a deep dive, we don't talk about these out loud a lot, but uh, zinc is one of the things we should be thinking about, right? I mean, zinc has been getting a lot of headlines during, you know, the COVID, but what about from the inside out? What does it do
1: for us? So, obviously we we uh, shed skin. So it helps with soothing and proper skin turnover so that when you get rid of your dead skin cells, your fresh skin turns over properly and then a good way to help keep your skin healthy. So shellfish, you can find this in um, lean meats, chicken, nuts. There are a few fruits and vegetables that carry them. If you think bell peppers is one of them, um, zucchini has some. Mm. So Zinc is great, obviously, too, as an immune booster. So lots of good things with zinc. And then I definitely want to hit on a couple other ones. Selenium, which is a mineral, it helps protect the skin from any damage and it can slow down aging. And most people, we don't need that much, but you want to, again, be consistent about getting it. You can find that in spinach. Spinach is on here a lot. Spinach, mushrooms, Mm -hmm. oatmeal is a great source as well. And then lastly, lycopene. Usually we talk about lycopene to protect the prostate, but it is actually also a natural protector against any UV radiation. So tomatoes, anything red. And then moreover though, things that are made with tomatoes, which is crazy, like your spaghetti sauce, your salsa, ketchup, you actually get more lycopene bang for your buck in the food made with tomatoes than actual tomatoes.
0: You know, what's interesting though is as you're talking about all these great things, I'm visualizing the potential for a Mediterranean type diet, which I know always shows up pretty high on the list, right? Of good diets. Yes, and the you highest. think of. Is it the, the highest? Okay. So you think of Sardinia, you know, one of those blue zones we've heard <laughs> about. And what are they? I mean, everything you're kind of saying is shellfish and fish and avocado and fresh veggies. And then you mentioned tomatoes. And I'm thinking, what is their lifestyle? Ba- it's like all tomato sauce, kind of, yep. right?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you think about the tomato sauce for the pasta or uh-huh. pizza, I have to ask you this because you said it. Have you watched Zach Efron's Down to Earth?
0: No, I haven't.
1: You should. He goes to Sardinia. Does he really? Yeah. Oh, good. So he travels to different countries and he's talking about sustainability and healthy living And who doesn't love Zac Efron? Just saying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, goodness knows I've been moisturizing, so he would recognize me and say, "That's there's Chuck. All right. So let's talk about something else that I know you're big on, which is exercise. Yes. What benefit to our skin? Because that seems in some ways counterintuitive in some ways, because a lot of exercise we would hope we would be doing outside, especially now. But tell us about the benefits of that.
1: Okay. So... I'm going to tell you benefits first, and then I'm going to tell you why what you said sounds like it might be bad, but isn't. Okay. So when you think about exercise, you're getting the blood moving, you're sweating. Mm-hmm. So we're promoting healthy circulation, muscle tone under the skin, you know, if we're not just talking about our face, but like our whole body can help smooth out the skin. Mm-hmm. So that's helpful. And it also increases blood flow to the skin. So getting oxygen to the skin obviously is always a good thing here's the thing too, is that by sweating, what do they always say? Three saltwater things that are good for you. Going to the sea, crying, and sweating. So sweating releases toxins out of the body. Toxins, free radicals, things that we don't want in there. So by sweating we can actually get rid of some of the icky yuck yucks from the body.
0: Oh, good. Yeah, Yeah. it's a very
1: technical scientific term. And (laughs) breaking down collagen so it can reheal itself, again, can help smooth out our skin.
0: Oh, so interesting. So as collagen breaks down, just like muscle tissue, there's a regeneration to make Mm -hmm. it stronger, better.
1: Yep, exactly. Oh, well, you know, I think
0: everybody understands this idea of sweat. You don't really think of the skin. Let me confirm this with you, doctor. The largest (laughs) organ in our body is our skin. It is. It is. All right. So if all the stuff we're talking about, we've gotten through the good eating portion, now exercise. If we're doing all of this, we're doing it for a really good reason. We don't think about it all the time, but it's a great idea to make sure we're taking care of our skin.
1: Yeah. And I think that's why this conversation is so important. Often we think about healthy lifestyle changes to fight chronic conditions or to lose weight, but it does help you take care of the largest organ on the body. I'm glad you brought that up.
0: So I sweat, and I'm out there, and I'm riding my uh, my new bike, and I'm going for and I sweat. and I, Like a lot of guys, you know, I, I'll get a shower, but it'll happen Thursday. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be later today, right? You're, you you would say that be, we've sweated now, out the toxins, all the bad stuff. Should we really be thinking about jumping in the shower almost immediately to get rid of this stuff?
1: I would. I'm girly girl. But the reason being because so now we got rid of those toxins and ickiness, mm-hmm. icky yuck yucks out of the body.
0: You are a mom, aren't you? I, I mean, definitely. I just—I know you're a super mom, but when you talk <laughs> to me in super yuck yucks, I just know.
1: Yeah. So that sweat <laughs> is now sitting on the skin yeah. with those toxins, with the icky yuck yucks, as I like yeah. to call them. So to rinse off and clean off, especially if you're prone to acne. So oh, acne is a whole nother topic that I'm going to bring up a couple of things, but yeah, rinsing off And showering.
0: Yeah. Well, especially if you've lathered up on some kind of lotion because you want to protect your skin from the sun, which to be honest, I don't always think about on a bike ride, but then I come back and I'm like, oh, look at my arms and legs. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I got a little more sun than I thought I should or did.
1: So obviously, we do like our vitamin D from the sun. It's the best way for us in our bodies to create vitamin D. Mm -hmm. But summertime, especially, that sun is relentless. So make sure you put your SPF on. That sun protection factor. Just really helps give you that extra layer to help you know skin cancer runs prevalent and we want to make sure we can do everything to protect ourselves against that so many things to think about
0: well and if we're putting on an spf something and i know for a lot of uh, moisturizers they're building that in now Mm -hmm. so there's kind of an upside so you don't even think about it i think it's more i have to say when i think of susan and me it's probably stuff that she's got built into the cosmetic line yeah she'll say you know i've got spf 15 on all the time and i'm like what how what you know how did you get that
1: it's so funny. Tom and I just talked about this because, yeah, I, my moisturizer for like my face that I always put on naturally has SPF. So I just got him one that he has been moisturizing his face more. Look at him. But I got him one that has <laughs> that has SPF so that he doesn't have to think about it because then he's like, why is my forehead burnt? I'm like, because you didn't, probably didn't put SPF on your face, bud.
0: Yeah, yeah. And well, <laughs> let's talk about this, too. So uh, do we have to think about the conditions of the sky? I mean, whether it's cloudy or sunny, do we one day leave it off and the other day put it on and then forget what we were doing along the way?
1: SPF every day. Really? Yeah, especially for your face. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll tell people five to 10 minutes outside with arms and legs exposed, especially if you're not outside very often for that vitamin D factor. Mm -hmm. But definitely on the face always, because then there's increased risk for wrinkles and sunspots. And our, our face skin seems to be more sensitive.
0: And what about, uh, you know, there are certain things that we all have in our own context, so the kids always kid me. I think I take after my dad in this case, where, you know, I step out into the sun. I don't lay out. I never lay out, but I'm active outside. And they'll say, Dad, how'd you get a tan? I don't know. It just happens. I don't get really burnt. I get a tan. Right. But does the... Does the color of my skin, whether I've enhanced it in my case, or that I'm a little deeper in tone than another person, does that have anything to do with whether we're using SPF 15? Is a person of color maybe not supposed to use it, or am I just assuming things I shouldn't?
1: No, everyone should use SPF. Everyone. It depends. So my skin can get darker, but that's all genetics on how much melanin you have in your skin. Mm Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that you couldn't get skin cancer. I don't know if you saw this report. There was um, a report that African-American medical student did where he made a, a book, basically, that showed different rashes and different issues with the skin on different skin tones. Hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because oftentimes you don't know, based on different skin tones, what something might look like, like, even like a sunburn.
0: Yeah, we have a member of the family that's adopted from Guatemala, and um, she's fairly dark-skinned. And it's amazing to me as we get to the end of summer, how much of a tan she gets. Mm -hmm. She knows it. yeah. But, you know, it's it's an amazing difference because you would think, oh, well, there's not going to be any change. There's an obvious change.
1: Yeah. Kalea gets... Tan and Tommy is more fair. I, I don't know if you didn't get my Filipino skin or what happened there. But
0: interesting, yeah. Which, which of course bolsters your point that regardless of how how much uh, you know melatonin you have in your skin, still use an SPF fifteen.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, what else can we do now as we look for taking care of our skin? There are other things we can apply on the outside, but other things we can do from the inside out.
1: Yeah, so we've talked about diet, we've talked about exercise, we've talked about protection in the sun. Oh, this one's a, this one's a tricky one, but it's real. If you can manage your stress, mm-hmm. so stress increases cortisol in the body, which is a hormone, and that hormone then can increase oil production just as a byproduct. So, and a lot of times, then with that might come acne or other blemishes. So, managing stress becomes really important. And if you eat healthy and exercise, <laughs> yeah. hopefully you can do that a bit.
0: Well, but think of the period we've come out of. So we've got a lot of people who are you know, looking at um, coming through a winter months when typically the air inside a house is dry. So you've mm-hmm. got that issue. Then you may have more anxiety and more stress over your job situation, just the state of the world, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got that. Yeah. Now now we can get back outside and blow off some steam and exercise and have fun with kids in the backyard. But there can still be stress. So it really is an interesting thing how many different environmental things can impact our skin. And all of a sudden, oops, we've got patches of dry stuff over here or acne over there for somebody. Yeah,
1: right. Well, and so sleep is another thing. So again, I feel like these are things that I always say, but again, just talking about them in a different context. If you have poor sleep, again, you will have increased cortisol levels. And with all these things piggybacking on each other, Sustained increased levels of cortisol, we're naturally going to have some increases and dips in our cortisol, but sustained can lead to inflammation, which is also bad for our skin and our overall health. So Mm -hmm. especially for adults, that seven to eight hours at least is a key. I need to listen to this and tell myself that.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, it's tough for everybody. Well, like you, you're multitasking. You're like a superhero of multitask. (laughs) So that is a problem for a lot of people. And then again, some of us are working from home. You've got Mm -hmm. kids, grandkids that come over maybe now more than they did before. So all of a sudden, things are are shifting. Yeah. I, I started out joking about this idea of moisturizing, your skin and we've kind of danced around this a couple of times i have to tell you that we moved to michigan what 1982 Mm -hmm. just before we moved here i got into a, a little yellow lotion that you can buy at a lot of department stores and i've used it for like 38 years it was because it doesn't clog pores i'm one of the few men that you'll probably ever meet that had to wear makeup for a living it was just part of my job right yeah right and so i was always conscious of making sure i moisturized, but for me moisturizing has just become something I think about. It didn't sound manly nearly 40 years ago, and now I know guys, and I don't I don't know why I'm saying it like that, but it just didn't to me. It didn't sound like something I should do. And nowadays, I think a lot of guys are just thinking about stuff cosmetically that they never thought of before
1: yeah i mean there i think there's no shame in it i i'm so glad that you brought that up and your skin is amazing so it's funny in a fortune cookie when i was a kid i it said moisturize daily i'm not even this is actually (laughs) come on no (laughs) this is so true you can ask my mom because then after that i was like clinique yeah, 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 seriously. Right, right. But I ever, I think I was like 11 years old or 12 years old, and we were at a restaurant, and I it seriously said that, and then I heard it on Oprah, <laughs> and I'm like well, a little kid, and yeah. then after that, I was, I was like, Mom, you have to buy me lotion. You, she's like, what, are, what's happening? I'm like, remember my fortune cookie said, and so like I, since I was 11 years old, every day, like slathering on lotion. Yeah, isn't that funny?
0: But part of that also, you have to have the pre-moisturized, moisturized part of this, right? Tell us. About that. So it's some of it's obvious, but what are we, why would we be washing after we exercise and getting rid of the sweat?
1: Yeah. So you want to clean the body, exfoliating your skin once in a while, too, getting off the dead skin cells because our skin. Like we've talked about, obviously, the free radicals are coming out and some of those toxins, but also there's pollution in the air. And we capture that. If you're a woman yeah. you're wearing makeup, you obviously want to take that off your skin. I mean, if you think about your car or if you go on walks or riding your bike, there's construction, there's things happening outside that can get on our skin. Mm-hmm. So... More icky, yuck, yucks that we need to get off our skin.
0: And, you know, it's kind of funny cause, because, you know, having five kids, which is like seven Canadian, you know <laughs> having so many children, it's just, you know, you come to learn when you even you wipe the floor and there's a splat of yogurt or something, you know, you yes. need to really clean it well. Don't just move it around from one space to another. You right. know, The same is true of our skin. Don't just wipe around your face. And if you haven't really washed well or taken the shower, it didn't really move it all off your skin. right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Please clean it, like actually clean it not like, yes, yogurt is such a good example. That just happened yesterday. Tommy spilled yogurt. He's like, I cleaned it. And I was like, I almost wiped out because it, he just kind of moved it around and spread yeah, it out.
0: I think that's a standard one, right? I mean, just over time, it doesn't matter. It's a it's a go-gurt idea, right? Yes. Uh, but what about hot showers versus cold showers? Is there something there that makes a difference?
1: So hot showers can kind of upset the um, skin's natural moisture. Oh. So there's a couple things you can do, like avoid extra hot, but then what you can do is if you do like a hot shower, do the cold at the very end to close those pores back up. Because that's another thing that happens with hot and warm water. We open up our pores, but we don't want them susceptible to any other icky yuck yucks at that yeah, time. Yeah. So the cold water, you know, for a few minutes after, is a great way to close those pores back up.
0: So we've talked about uh, how to shower properly, all that stuff. We've talked about actually sunbathing and tanning and using SPF. And this other one, it may have maybe we kind of buried the lead story, but obviously smoking. Yes, it's kind of a, a kind of an interesting thing that you can. I don't know. I shouldn't say you. I can pick out someone who, whether not because of the way they sound necessarily, mm-hmm. but you can see people who were deep smokers, if not still, maybe most of their life based on their skin. Yes. It's almost an amazing thing to be able to pick that out, right? What does smoking do to your skin?
1: Yeah. So smoking in general constricts blood vessels, and that means there's reduced blood flow to the skin so part of that is, again, they're not getting enough oxygen and nutrients to the skin from the blood. And then obviously those constant motions of puckering to smoke.
0: You're telling me that just the motion, the actual physical change of your face is causing an issue to your skin.
1: Well, yeah, because you're constantly puckering your lips. And because of that movement, the constriction and motion of that skin consistently and constantly will stretch out some of that skin. And also because there is that constricted blood flow, then they kind of piggyback off of each other in a bad way.
0: Yeah, very interesting. Because, you know, over time, it's been interesting to me to talk to people who would even tell me that they could notice they were smokers for maybe 25, 30 years and then they quit. Good for them. Right. But they would say, you know, I notice it always affected my skin. So they knew it was happening.
1: Well, and that's why with smokers, there's increased risk because of the constricted blood vessels for heart attack and stroke as well. So all of these things that we know, again, talking about them in a context regarding skin is a little different, but these are things that we knew. Obviously, we know smoking's bad for you, Yeah. but that constriction of the blood vessels is bad all around.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we've talked about a lot of things. What are your headlines? What are some good takeaways for us to understand here about our skin health?
1: Okay. A few things. One. Think about how you can take care of your skin from the inside out with some of the healthy lifestyle things that we discussed, from water to fruits and vegetables, but then also thinking about how you can shed some of those toxins with exercise. So it's like my basic points, but thinking of them in a different way to maybe inspire you to do them, getting enough sleep, reducing your stress, and protecting your skin.
0: Yeah. Well, it's all good stuff, and I think over time as we've had discussions, this whole idea about leaning into more of veggie, not becoming a vegetarian necessarily or a vegan, but mm-hmm. all the stuff that just seems more healthy, especially in Michigan, when right now we're surrounded by some of the greatest produce that's being produced right in our neighborhoods. And at farms, You know, going to beautiful stands that are available on every Thursday or whatever in your downtown area, there are so many ways to eat healthy. So this is all great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like Michigan has a wealth of produce. We actually produce over 300 different fruits and vegetables in our state, which not many places can say they do that. So enjoy them, especially this summer.
0: Yeah, well, it's good to talk to you again. Always, always a pleasure. Thanks, Grace.
1: Thanks so much, Chuck.
0: Uh, Grace DeRosha, who's a registered dietitian, certified diabetes educator, and a certified health coach. And I think she's coached me along uh, today to give me some new advice. I hope you too. We want to thank you for listening to A Healthier Michigan podcast. It's brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like what you heard, if you like the show, you want to know more, check us out online. We've got all kinds of great episodes. Go to ahealthiermichigan.org slash podcast. You can leave reviews or ratings on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. You can take the episodes with you on your smartphone, on your tablet. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. I'm Chuck Gatica. Be well.